0: Hello, my high-vibing friends. I'm so excited that you're joining me today on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm super excited because today we have Erica Hardy um, on with us today. And she is the creatrix of uh, Deity Beauty, where she helps women achieve healthy, luminous skin, joyful spirit through energy facials. Her workshop, the Be Well, Fight or trifecta and through her podcast reveal your goddess which i absolutely love and have been on that one and that's how we connected and it's amazing so make sure you check that out and she also is committed to helping women re-empower themselves by infusing wellness practices into everyday beauty routines and believes that using beauty as a doorway into spirituality is the best and easiest way to get started into a wellness practice so welcome erica
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you on. I just absolutely love connecting with you um, and just am so excited to talk about all things wellness and beauty.
1: Yes.
0: So let's start with just tell us how beauty and wellness are even connected.
1: Yeah, well, I really think that you know, you can't have one without the other. I mean, you can always have beauty, right? And we see that in in the media and all these messages that we get. But when we are just so consumed with just like, so like surface beauty or superficial beauty, we kind of lose this wholeness like we kind of forget who we are like at our core and so it's when we merge these two or you know it's when we when we mesh them do we do we get the most like bang for our buck do we really come into this more beautiful you know appearance of ourselves but ultimately we find this this deeper love and this deeper connection and we just become like unstoppable because you know then we're not just based off of like superficiality we have like we have our our spirit and our soul like grounded and rooted into something like and into you know wellness practices things that just keep us really fulfilled and fill you know fill our cup and let us feel super nourished um and so i just really think that you know both of them are so important when I was younger, I had a lot of issues with self-esteem and like just being really like ashamed of myself for being a black woman and like where I came from and things, cause I didn't have a lot of money growing up. And so, um, I just learned how to do makeup really, really well. And I would wear makeup every day of my life. I would never leave the house without it. And, you know, I would get all these compliments all the time about, oh, you're so beautiful and gorgeous and just like all these things. But I never truly felt them because deep down I didn't feel them about myself because I felt so Hollow and empty inside, and so ultimately, I I was using makeup to to cover the, the sadness and the loneliness and the insecurities that I had felt around, like not having my dad growing up, and you know things like that. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until a few years ago where I was like, okay, I'm going to stop covering up my flaws. I'm going to start creating like these beauty oils and, you know, other products and things. And I'm going to start like doing yoga and so, and like um, affirmations and things like that. So I kind of started all these things um, around the same time. And it was during those, those moments where i like had my first awakening and it kind of just happened like any other day i was i was doing my skincare routine and i like noticed myself in the mirror because i was washing my face and then like i couldn't stop staring at my face and like at my (laughs) eyes, and it was just so weird i was like locked in and all of a sudden i just felt this like tingling like this warming sensation coming over like my entire body. And it just felt like I was coming alive again. Like, you know, we tend to, if we come from traumatic experiences, we tend to like disassociate from our bodies. And so this mm-hmm. was actually one of the first times where I felt completely present in my body. And I had this, this knowing that like, everything was going to be okay. And that I was like, divine and perfect, just how as I was, and I was beautiful. And, you know, and from that moment, I didn't wear makeup for probably the next like, maybe a month or month or two because I was so I it was crazy for me like I was just so confident and like I just Mm -hmm. wanted to finally show up as me I thought it was the first time that like I didn't want to be anybody else. Like I finally wanted to be myself and I was proud of who I was as a black woman. And yeah, that's kind of just when the, my, my brand and my business really came to life. And, you know, when I really saw the importance of merging beauty and wellness.
0: Oh, I love that. That is so amazing. Um, such a beautiful story and journey. And I think it's, you know, so powerful when I was, um, I know when we met, I was like, oh, wow, she does like brings beauty and wellness. And I was so intrigued of how they go together. And, you know, when I knew that I was having you on the podcast, I was like, okay, what a like, what do I want to kind of dive into? And I was just thinking about um, this quote that I keep, I kept hearing and um, kind of something that has always like lived in me, I guess. My, when I was growing up, my family was really big about um, success, like my, and I think most people are, but like my parents were really big about like setting yourself up for success. And, um, a quote that I always remember, and I'm not quite sure if my mom told me or not, but I think it was her, um, is that your reflection is a direct representation of what you think of yourself. And I didn't really think about it because it's more on like, you know, that's more on like the third dimensional mindset level of like, like you said, kind of just having to play the part, but, um, This really made sense to me when I, like you mentioned the trauma piece. And when I went through some trauma of my own, I noticed that I like started gaining a lot of weight. I was like putting my hair up in a bun all the time. I wasn't like wearing makeup because I like didn't want to be seen. So I was like kind of retreating instead. And so a little bit different of a response, but still like that similar. And then, you know, like when people would give me compliments if I did get like dressed up or anything, I was just like never believed them. And then yes. I just started noticing that when I like started doing my own kind of journey, like you're mentioning with like um going within and working with a coach and meditating and yoga and all these different things, I started like shedding the weight. And I wasn't like working out. I wasn't eating differently. It was literally and people were like, what are you doing? And I was like I'm dealing with my stuff, like I'm dealing with my trauma. And that's when it really like clicked of like, oh my goodness, like beauty and wellness are so connected because that's when I started like realizing like kind of similar, um, where like you said, like you just like locked in, in your eyes and like really noticed like your beauty and like how perfect you were and like the divine and all this stuff. And I think that's when I started my journey that I really was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like they're really connected. Like I'm beautiful in the sense of like, not even like just externally in the look at pieces, right, but really in like, I'm beautiful with what I have to offer um, to the world and who I am at my core. And um, so I love that this is like so, like they're so intertwined. And I love that you kind of bring that to life in, in your work. It's amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And I just love how... You know, you're saying, you know, when you started to deal with your things, you start to shed this excess weight. I think that a lot of us, especially as women, we tend to hold on to a lot of excess weight and it's because of like, of just like trauma our bodies are in this uh like in survival mode and so like it just conserves you know all these calories and things you know mm-hmm. for when it needs to go into battle or whatever but when we start to heal we can start to like metaphysically be free but we could be free of like excess weight too mm-hmm. it's just amazing what the body can do it's so intelligent and divine and also like when we t- when we start speaking more nicely to ourselves like mm-hmm. when have you ever said something? thing mean to anyone or to yourself and gotten a good result. Like you never, <laughs>
0: never, absolutely not. And it's blows my mind. Like we know, I mean, like we all hear that of like, you're, we're our own worst critic. And it's like, but why don't we change that? Right. Like we just hear it and we just accept it of like, yeah, it's normal to just like talk crappy, crappily to yourself. And it's like, it's not okay though. Like it's common, mm-hmm. but it's not normal. <laughs>
1: right, right. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just such a beautiful connection. So to take this a little bit deeper, I know that you do um, some work in womb healing and I'm curious kind of like what that is and then how that also like ties into, again, like we're talking about kind of the beauty and wellness through healing ourselves. So what, what did that look like?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I get so lit up about womb healing. (laughs) I'm like trying to contain myself, but like, not really. Okay. <laughs> so um, womb healing is essentially sitting with your sacred womb space. So it's like your legitimate womb, you know, as, as women a lot of women just think that it's just to, we just have this area to hold children, but that is not the case. I mean, yes, for birth. Yes. But, mm-hmm. you know, we can be birthing these ideas, you know, this, our sacred womb space is this portal between like the earth realm and our spirit realms, you know? So when we just take time every day to just place our hand there, it's about two inches below your belly button, close your eyes and just like surrender, surrender to to gravity just go, you know, downward and inward. Um, You know, a lot of times we, especially in like the spiritual community, it's all about like ascending outer body experiences, Mm. but like, and, and that was me for a long time until I realized that I have this womb for a reason and that I can't just ignore like, you know, mother earth and, and, and this grounding force that's here. And it's funny because when I was doing, you know, yoga or when I had first gotten into like kundalini yoga, um, and even maybe so like right before that, I was just like, there's gotta be something else. Like something feels like it's missing. And then that's when I stumbled upon womb healing and actually through her name. Oh my God, what is her name on Instagram? She was, um, aqua and ocean, but funny little, backstory. So my husband was like, Oh my God, I think you really like this show. It was essentially this healing show. It was a, um, a retreat. And so that's how I got introduced to, um, the coach, this womb coach that I was working with from watching the show that she was on. And I would do these practices. And then I, um, ended up getting into her workshop where she, um, taught us, you know, about ecstatic dance and, you know, led us in these like womb meditations and just really had us to like embody this feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And so it was in all of that, especially like the ecstatic dance, did I really even more so come back into my body um, and just start to, to realize my, my presence as this, this feminine energy. And, you know, in this masculine, Um, society that we live in, you know, this was super refreshing for me because, you know, sometimes, and especially if you're like a a sensitive person to energy, it's just like, it feels very constricting, like the masculine sometimes. And so when I started doing this, this womb work, I finally like came more into balance, you know, and I finally kind of eased up on myself because I'm also like, I need to have it done right now. Like, I'm just like, I want to do all the things. So doing this practice showed me that I can be more compassionate with myself, more loving to myself, um, and learn to trust more in my intuition again, which, you know, in society, it's kind of like, if it's not logic, it's crazy. And it's like, no, that's not the case at all. (laughs) (laughs) So it really just looks like a lot of um, sitting legitimately with your womb, hand on your womb, maybe one hand on your heart or both hands on your womb every day, taking some deep breaths, doing some meditation or doing um, practices like ecstatic dance, where it's just like free movement, essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I um, experienced uh, the ecstatic dance for um the first time a couple of years ago. Uh, and we did like a cacao ceremony and then some ecstatic dance and it was so incredibly powerful. And I think you hit on something really amazing. That was, um, you know, we did like for, I think when a lot of us start our spiritual journey, we look for that like out of body experience. And, um, but really I think the healing is what happens in that, um, when we're in our body, right? Like when we're deep within, we're in connection. When you're doing that ecstatic dance, like you're embracing your physical body and that movement, and you're really in a place of where you're connected. And same thing with like, you're saying like the womb healing, like going into your body, like actually physically placing your hand on, you know, like your womb or in that space is really kind of just amazingly powerful. Um, And I also think it, you know, helps us understand like, how powerful we are. Cause I think a lot of times like the healing really looks again, like externally in the sense of like, we want to heal the, like extra. I'm trying to, let me think of the right words here. <laughs> we tried to go to this place of doing like, we're thinking we're doing internal work, but we're looking for like external validation right. or external practices, right? Like you're working with like a coach or a therapist, like it's talk therapy or like the coaches like do this. Like we go into that again, that masculine space of like that action oriented energy. So I like that, you know, your work and like really, these practices bring you into that like internal feminine space, because that's I think we're so many of us have this healing that really needs to occur in this lifetime. I mean, I know like with a bunch of clients I work with, it's really like, we know how to do like the masculine action. Like our society is really based in that. So going into this place of like where we're doing healing that involves going into that feminine energy, into that, like connected and like listening to your intuition, like really stepping into the emotional emotions and kind of the, um, play, if you will, that it's kind of going on there and stepping into that playful energy is really a powerful healing space. And I love that. um, That's kind of the experience and what you're bringing in your work.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's just so underrated because it's like, well, really, if I, if I Touch my womb, like it's going to make a difference. But it does. Like Mm -hmm. it, it immediately drops you into your body. And sometimes, like if you have gone through a lot of traumatic experiences, you know, I've had clients tell me that, you know, it felt really uncomfortable with their hand there, or like they just felt really, really lost or just, you know, really unsupported and not. From their womb, but just like from the energy of you know in this particular case um, their their mom had passed away and um, they just didn't have a lot of support growing up so they had realized you know wow like, I didn't have a lot of support growing up and like little things will come up so you can start to, you know, bring more awareness to them and like start to process them. Right. So it's not always going to be like, you put your hand there and everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows, but you will start to get the messages that you do need to, to heal and to continue your evolution. Mm
0: -hmm. And I love that too, because going to that place of, you know, like you said, bridging where you're actually touching that space. It's, you know, like you said, a lot of people have some discomfort or different things coming up, but that's the whole point of this healing is that you are connecting yourself on multiple levels that we function, right? Like you're using your physical body to connect with a deeper space of, you know, in your spirit and your energy and your soul, like that's what it's really about. And we do notice, you know, different things that come up and, um, have the chance to, because we're allowing ourselves to bring that attention. And we know that wherever our focus is, our energy is following. So, um, yeah, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> um, and talking about touching the physical body and, and sort of that healing process, um, I definitely like fangirl over you a lot. So um, (laughs) I'm over here, like watching your EFT tapping on Instagram. And I want to dive a little bit into that because I think EFT tapping has amazing benefits. And I also think that it's become a little bit more popular, but it's also become a little bit more like taboo. Like I feel like people are not um, understanding like what it does. And they're kind of just like, this is odd. So I want to kind of Talk about like, what does EFT tapping um, do and like, how does it work with
1: like the Meridians? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I love tapping and, you know, it has been very mainstream lately, um, And yeah, so let's just get into it. So basically it's the emotional freedom technique um, and it's an energy therapy practice that basically combines Chinese acupressure with modern psychology. Um, And it was actually originally created by Gary Craig in like the 1990s, I believe, Mm -hmm. while he was working with the founder of thought therapy, Robert Callahan. But essentially it helps to improve a variety of issues like stress, anxiety, pain it can help with phobias addictions and trauma Mm -hmm. so basically it works by as you said the meridians it works by stimulating these meridian points that we have all throughout our bodies um, while we're focusing on that issue at hand so it helps to like release that negative energy and bring your your bring your body back into balance Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: i i love the i i love eft tapping so i think it's um really, really amazing. And, and I think it really combines with like, what you're talking about of kind of this beauty, this connection, this healing, this going within. Um, But I think, like I said, it's kind of become this thing of like, how does tapping on your body really work, but it works because of, you know, the meridians, right. And it's like, we're using a lot of uh, mantras while we're doing it, or you can, um, but also like the meridians are the piece of the kind of Chinese traditional uh, medicine that, that you were mentioning.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, these meridian points are essentially like, when we tap on them, it's essentially like clearing these energetic traffic jams, you know, again, because our body holds on to everything. And so if we're not doing something physically to kind of stimulate the energy, then we kind of just get, you know, our energy kind of just gets maybe stuck in these, these snapshots of trauma, I would say, you know, and, and these experiences kind of just get like locked in our, in our field. And so when we're actually doing the tapping, it just, you know, it causes this energy to kind of either come up. So you can, again, bring your awareness to it and like release it or just get the energy to flow in a more like healthy way. So there are There are a lot of different meridian points on your body, but the main ones that I use, and I love to incorporate these points in when I'm doing my skincare routine. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am like, because I just like want to get it done all at once. You know, I like to maximize my time and especially like, I know you are a busy woman and I'm Mm -hmm. sure your audience is too. So like, how can we really maximize the most of our time? So, um, when I'm doing my skincare routine, I do it at the part where, um, I want my products to be most beneficial. And so that's kind of where I plug in my, my tapping points. So, um, you know, I'm timing out everything really well, but there are nine points. So there's one on the very top of your head, um, the one between your eyebrows, the um, the two, like one on each side of your temples, the ones underneath your eyes, the one point above your upper lip, and then the other point below your lip in the cleft of your chin. And then there's one, like, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's under your clavicle, like in the shallows of your decollete. And then there's the one, like, in the center of your chest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So usually, um, I'm going through these points, and I'll use them if I'm, you know, trying to process an uncomfortable emotion, um, you know. But today, and usually, I'm I'm tapping. And using the law of attraction or just kind of you know using tapping to empower my day. Um, and even today I was like a little bit nervous. So I was just like feeling <laughs> to the point. So like I'm a little bit nervous, but that's okay, like, that's okay. I still completely love honor and accept myself. And mm-hmm. I'm just going through like I'm excited about today, like nerves just mean I'm excited and then I care. Like just really, you know, validating how you feel and encouraging whatever you are feeling to To come up, whether that is a, you know, quote unquote, positive or quote unquote, like negative emotion.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think it's a beautiful way to support yourself. And, um, you know, I, I always think it's so interesting. When I first came across EFT, I was kind of surprised by where some of the points were. Um, and I guess not for the traditional reasons. So, This is kind of a goofy tangent, but I'll I'll take you on this journey. Yeah. Um, So my mom um, always really wanted my sister and I to be able to protect ourselves. So we had the stipulation that we had to get our first degree black belt in Taekwondo to get our driver's license at sixteen. So my sister and I are both both first degree black belts in Taekwondo. Um, And why this awesome? (laughs) Thank you. I know it was like I just hated it when I was doing it, but now <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Like I can protect myself. How cool. Um, and just like the amount of discipline it teaches you and all these different things. So there's a lot of benefits, but one of the points of like getting my first review black belt, I remember was so interesting to me. And it's about basically like, if you're in a situation where you need to protect yourself, there are certain pressure points on a person's body that can basically like debilitate a person. And so, um, some of the same, uh, pressure points are s- very similar in placement to some of the things you're using for EFT tapping on your face. Like there's a couple, um, like right kind of by that cheekbone space. There's some right mm-hmm. on like you know, the nose, like the side of the nose, um, right underneath like the chin kind of, there's some different places, but the reason this like kind of makes sense to me in this sense is you're seeing how powerful those points are even on like the physical idea of like you can debilitate a person by using them. So think about how powerful they can be when you're stimulating those pressure points and reinforcing and validating your own emotions to your own body. Like it's just,
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs>
0: crazy how the body works, but these p- points are so powerful. So when I was like, saw this EFT tapping and saw them using some of those similar points, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense to me.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I bet that would have totally, I was totally just like an aha uh-huh moment. It was.
0: Yeah. And it's just crazy. Cause I mean, it- we, there are so many different ways that we can use healing, but, um, you know, thinking about like you, I know you do like energy facials, um, and are really kind of working through like different healing. Like you talked about your skincare routine. So, I mean, using that incorporating EFT healing, like it just makes so much sense how, again, like beauty combines so much with like this deeper healing journey, um, that it takes you on. Cause it's more than just like Again, going to that place of like, oh, I really like how I look or like I'm doing this beauty routine to like lose weight or like, or, you know, like uh, lose wrinkles or whatever it is. It goes to this place of like, when you're doing this healing, you're actually like stimulating really powerful places in your body. And it just like, I love to know like how powerful we are as human beings. Because I think so much of like societal things and different like things that we're taught kind of like enforce this message that we're not like these super powerful creatures. And like, um, you know, humans are really like sensitive and that's a bad thing. Like it's just like a great way to like show that like we are so powerful and that sensitivity of like these different sensitive parts of our body are actually like when stimulated correctly can just be like amazing in our lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Again, like with all the the messages that we do get, you know, um, that's why I love especially doing it with the law of attraction because, Mm -hmm. you know, you get to tell yourself who you are and maybe... In the past, you've been telling yourself, you know, a really limiting belief about who you are, what you can do in your life. Or maybe, you know, you've just kind of gotten these outside influences that were trying to, to impress their, you know, their reality or their perceptions, their limited perceptions on you. And like, you don't have to do that. You can take a conscious couple minutes every morning when you do your skincare routine, like whether that's just cleansing and a moisturizer and hopefully, uh, sunscreen, but you know, <laughs> whatever that looks like for you, take a moment to, to tap, to tap into, to do some tapping mm-hmm. and tell yourself who you are every single day. And at first, maybe it feels silly or maybe, you know, you, you can't just go into like, I am, you know, I am confident. I am, I am wise. I'm wealthy, whatever. Maybe you start with, I am open to believing that I am confident or like, you know, something like that. So where it feels a little bit more, the buy-in is a, it's a little bit easier for you to like buy into that idea, you know, for you to be able to, to, to begin to accept it. But even, even if you don't, even when you're still framing it that way and you don't feel it, call that out. I don't, you know, I'm not ready to to accept this right now. I'm not ready to, to believe this and just go through the points. Okay, why am I not willing or like, why am I not able to accept this yet? And, you know, go through that whole series, ask yourself that and, and stay at the points that you feel more called to, or if you have any like, um, Energy moving, you know, whether that be like coughing or crying or sneezing or anything like that, those are great indications that the energy is starting to flow. Mm -hmm. Um, But just really don't hold back, whatever's coming up, like this is your time to be fully present and honest with yourself and how you're truly feeling because we can continue to go through life with these these facades up and you know trying to like play this role but in the morning during that time that's your time to be completely transparent with yourself and in that transparency you 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 become more like you have more self love you 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 start to go to these these deeper levels you know and you just really start to like arm yourself in this this spiritual armor and in this this aura of hey, like you know, this is what I'm working on. This is who I see myself becoming. Like, and that's okay. If I'm not here yet, I'm going to work on this every day, and I'm going to show up and be real with myself and and honor how I'm truly feeling and in that moment. I
0: love that. Um, yeah, I think that the most helpful part of EFT when I first started was the kind of the process, and you, and you went through it briefly there, like notify or notice like the negative emotion that's coming up or like the labeled negative emotion. Like if I'm Mm -hmm. fearful about something or anxious, like you go through the points and you notice of like, why am I feeling that? And like, where am I feeling that? And then, you know, you continue with figuring out like what you want your mantra to be and then go through the points with that mantra. And I think that Mm -hmm. was the biggest biggest part. And then I do want to touch on this because this is always something that um, I guess, I was really big about affirmations when I first started my spiritual journey. And mm-hmm. now I don't, I don't like believe in affirmations at all. And, and I, it's how I classify it as why, because I look at affirmations and mantras very differently. And I think it's just because of how much the word affirmations have been used. Yeah. Um, because when we look at like manifesting, you always hear of like, Oh, like figure out your affirmations. And it's like, you know, you'll hear like affirmations, like I am a millionaire, which is great. Like, Cool. Um, but I always look at them of like, you, there's a reason that so many people have tried affirmations and they don't work. And it's not that people are not consistent or these different things like that might be part of, you know, going into it, but it's that piece of believing and you really hit on it. And I love how you said it. You said, you know, start with something that is tangible and believable to you. And for me, I classify that as a mantra. I classify mm-hmm. something that I believe and and moving into even if it's like progressing in that space like that is the mantra that i'm moving in i also classify more like mantras as more of the emotional or like behind the scenes of like what i what i'm wanting um as more of like the emotion piece of things cuz i just always feel like affirmations are so talked about but like they have a bad rap and and a bad taste in my mouth to be completely honest just because They go. I always think of them of like, you know, that vision board and affirmations, like just say it and it'll happen. But there's pieces that are missing, which we very much know, right? There's work that has to be done. There's emotions, there's healing, there's all this different stuff. And so it's kind of just got that space. So I love that you kind of touched on that. And I'm curious how you identify affirmations and mantras, or if you identify them differently at all.
1: You know, I don't identify them differently. Um, and there's this one specific mantra that I have been called to, um, to chant every day. And um, I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. But um, when I am, you know, using affirmations, like during tapping and everything, and I need to make this very clear, but I've been doing it for so long now, after I realized that like, that was the missing piece is feeling into whatever I'm saying. And like, literally having a full on visceral experience i'm thinking like i'm putting myself i'm like dropping myself into that exact moment or for whatever you know affirmation that i'm saying and um you know i'm moving my womb around like so i'm actually i probably look a little bit silly but i'm like doing like figure eights or i'm just moving my hips mm. in a circular motion so that way i'm really getting these what what was once just a thought right was my you know was my my affirmation in my head or what i what i what i desire and then i'm saying it and then i'm feeling it and then i'm moving the energy physically in my body like in like down in my womb space so it's creating like this full on experience and not just like this abstract you know thought where it's just you know empty words essentially so i want to make that very clear i always um feel into whatever I'm saying. And then, you know, on top of that, when I'm stimulating these points, it's just, it's a whole party. It's amazing. <laughs> I get the best mood. Like it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I love that. I think that's really beautiful, a beautiful
0: um and I want to hear that mantra, but I want to say this really quick. Um, I think that's a great way to look at it. Right. And I think that's kind of you put into really nice way of kind of the different how I'm differentiating the two of like the affirmation to me is like the empty, just like abstract thought. The mantra to me is really feeling into the emotions behind the thought. Mm
1: -hmm. And we know
0: that that's really the difference between it's like the secret of manifesting, the secret of healing, right? Is we actually have to pay attention to the emotion that we're desiring and the feeling we're desiring. And we create that within ourselves at that point. And you said that beautifully of like, I am in that moment creating it. And that is like again how like cool is that that we're so powerful that we get to create our emotions and that's you know like we don't have to sit in that fear and discomfort and anxiety for that long like that's why EFT is so powerful cuz like you said it can kind of shift that emotion in the first couple of minutes like you can shift that and it's not that it's doing anything different besides like you're actually putting your body into a space that it can support you and creating that emotion that you're desiring and that feeling you're desiring and bringing that energy and really move through that. And so, um, and I just want to say too, like my distinction of affirmations and mantras. Nobody else has to own that. It's just how I um, differentiate the two, and kind of how my healing has made sense to me. So if you don't um, agree with that, no worries. It is not truth, true or false. It's just how I differentiate. So I wanted to make that distinction as well.
1: Yeah, no worries. No, and I I love how you distinguish the two. And um, honestly, I might you know be contemplating that more because you did say how the mantras are kind of like. Like, did you say it was like, kind of like what you're working to, like in that, in that energy? That's
0: kind of how it feels to me. Like mantras feel like a lot, I feel like a really like deeper connection of like what I'm like creating. It's like, I don't know, the mantras feel like I'm more like, that's in, I'm in alignment of like what I'm working towards and affirmations are like that abstract thought of like, I'm going to write down an affirmation and post it on my mirror and say it every day. (laughs) Like
1: that's just kind of the,
0: the, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I love that. And, and thank you for sharing that because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing some more, more diving into that. Cause I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to tell you about the, the, the mantra that I Please have. Do, yes. And it's so, <laughs> it's just so interesting how I got into this. So, um, also around the time that I got into the womb healing, I stumbled across this like Mary Magdalene Revealed book um, and basically was just talking about how Mary um, was the closest to Jesus and how she actually wasn't a prostitute. Um, but all of the men during that time, they were essentially like upset that she was the closest to him. And so they like made up all these stories about her. Um, and even like when Jesus like I'm not I'm. I am a spiritual person, but I'm not religious. But I mm-hmm. think that this story is really cool. So, like, um, when when um, Jesus was in the tomb and everything, and Mary Mary comes there, and the you know the tomb is um, moved to the side, and his he's not in there, and and he, and she's like, well, where is he? And then you know he he speaks to her through this voice, and it was just that moment, that the fact that she was the first to find him. Mm-hmm. or not find him rather is like just shows how close they were. And, um, even in like the gospels, there were these parts that she was included in that were like taken out of the, like out of the old Testament, you know, and I'm just like, that's just fascinating. So anyway, <laughs> I end up st- stumbling upon that. led me to this book called the Sophia code. And, um, I was just kind of flipping through and I was just like okay like this is cool. I end up stumbling upon this ascended master and her name is Green Tara and she's essentially like the female buddha that's mm. come to like liberate people from from suffering. And I just felt so called to, to study her mantra and um, I'm still studying her work now, but I really just focus on chanting her mantra every day. Um, I just feel especially called because my middle name is Shatara and I like to think a lot of, very deeply into things. So I'm like, just, well, Chi is like energy and like Tara, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, green Tara, like what? This is <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so the mantra is Om Tare." Tutare, Ture, Soha, and so Om, which we know, you know, is like this kind of universal connects us to all there is. Um, and and in the book, it explains like um, just specifically what each part is. So I'll just go over it really briefly. So Om mm-hmm. here, you know, clears your mind from negative projections that keep your awareness from the mysteries of Sophia. Sophia being the 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 female christ or the female consciousness um which is essentially like the basics of our peace and then tade um, evokes green tara's intervention to help us let go of like our need to control our suffering and through our ego's demands of like the of like our limited understanding um and being able to help us reestablish trust in our higher self and then to tade Evokes Green Tara's, um, assistance to help our awareness and our neurological pathways to make these quantum leaps for dissolving our attachments to the eight great fears. And some of those fears being like, um, jealousy and misrealness and like judgment and, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then today, Um, basically helps to invoke our free will to release all of of all understanding of how to do anything so that we can be free from like needing to control ourselves like through these eight great fears and then soha helps to plant the seeds of green tara's mantra into our hearts and to grow and sprout these like new belief systems um, that blossom into like this divine creation over our lives Mm. so it's a lot but when like when I'm chanting this it it's so hard to explain but it just puts me obviously into this beautiful meditative state but it makes me feel so powerful and whatever like if I'm going through any like you know um uncomfortable emotions or if I'm you know having a moment where I I'm not feeling the most confident I will chant this and it immediately gives me this inner power and this, you know, this fortitude and like just this divine essence, this energy just comes over me and I'm like ready. I'm like, yes, like, let's do it. I got this. Like, whew. yeah. Yes. I love
0: that. That's amazing. I've like, I already wrote it down. I'm like green Tara mantra. I got to look into that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's super great. Like I do love when people bring up different perspectives here about, you know, like Mary Magdalene or um, you know, Buddha, like you said, she kind of the female Buddha. I love that stuff because I think there is so much, there's so many different opinions and stigmas around different religions and beliefs and all that. But, you know, I think truly they're all teaching very similar principles. They're all trying to, you know, be in love and at the ever like bottom of every religion is you're trying to be your best person and have the best experience. Like, you know, so I think um That I love that piece because, and it's funny because I keep thinking about this. My um, amazing friend, Lori Moore, she um, was talking to me the other day about Mary Magdalene. And I have not like Christianity, like I shared, didn't have like a great taste in my mouth growing up, Um, Mm -hmm. but like I've done a lot of healing around that because again, like it's not the religion or the people. It's kind of the principles at the bottom of it um, or at the base of it, not the bottom of it. But um, I think that's so interesting that kind of this idea of like, she was talking to me about the same thing. And then <laughs> this is going to sound odd, but like the Da Vinci code, like I watched that movie for the first time, like not that long ago. And they talk about like how like, you know, Mary Magdalene and like how there's like this, these very like different ideas so it's just funny to see but also really incredible to see like you said this very like different story that's coming out and like the meaning behind it of like this strong divine like powerful female nature um is kind of opening up in like a lot of different spaces as far as like that in the sense of christianity and like you know a green tar in the sense of buddhism and kind of these different um plays and i think that that story is really powerful that you share that, like how incredible that she was the first person to find that he wasn't there. Um, just a beautiful story. I don't know. Uh, like, I don't
1: really even have a place to go with that, but it just like, it's very like, yeah, really resonating just, with me. Yeah. It, and it's just powerful because like from the beginning, I feel like we've all kind of heard the story about like how she was a prostitute and like all mm-hmm. this stuff. And it just is like, from, from the beginning, men are like, trying. I have nothing against men, but like right. men have been trying to like oppress mm-hmm. women because they knew how powerful women are. Like that's mm-hmm. why women got like shunned and got like burned at the stake because we would, when we had our moon or like our monthly cycle, we would like go and, you know, have like ceremonies and these, these red tents out in the forest and things. And it wasn't for anything malicious. It was because mm-hmm. our energy was so strong and powerful because we are especially very sensitive during that time, mm-hmm. but we are also very Oracle-like. And so it honestly, like, we needed to protect ourselves, you know, and, and that, you know, people are, people fear what they don't understand. And so instead Mm -hmm. of trying to understand that, they just automatically cast us down as these witches or as, you know, um, somehow inferior to men and making up these lies. And like that time has like come and gone and women are starting to wake up as, you know, the consciousness on earth continues to rise. And I'm just all here for it. Like we as women are so powerful and, you know, I just, oh, I'm sorry. I just get so lit no, up. And I, just, I
0: love it. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, this is a beautiful tie to like the work that you're doing is, and I know I keep going back to that, but like, to me, this was kind of a new concept. Like I didn't really think about the idea of beauty and wellness and kind of this connection and healing until I met you. And mm-hmm. then like seeing kind of this work that you're doing and seeing how it's like so exciting that another way is like, I mean, men can obviously have a skincare routine and you know, great, but this is really like talking about kind of in this conversation, like women having a beautiful way to like express ourselves and to like engage different parts of our body and to like bring in this beautiful power that we have, um, through all these different ways of tapping and, you know, um, energy facials and working with our meridians and, um, affirmations and mantras and whatever that is, it's just really empowering like it's just really cool
1: (laughs) yeah it is amazing and you know i just i love the work that i do because you know it's just using beauty as this doorway and it's like the easiest thing to do you know like and i teach this in my workshop the be well trifecta and it's essentially teaching goddess tapping which is eft combined with skincare but also some um facial massage and some other things like that Um, but also in the workshop we do like meditations and um, we meet live once a week to kind of just process and talk about the things that have come up Um, also there's a part where we do like kundalini yoga and everything Mm. Um, so it's just this really like holistic beautiful practice that's like the greatest way I mean I I guess I'm a little biased but um, (laughs) my clients have said you know it's a beautiful way to, to start their morning and to just really get into their, their feminine energy. Um, And it's just helped them like feel more like comfortable and confident in their skin, you know, and that's ultimately just like what I want. I want, I want every woman to, to know how amazing and powerful and loved and beautiful and wonderful they are. And, you know, to just embody that and help other women to, to see that every day.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Gosh, I just love you so much, Erica. I just listened to you (laughs) and I'm just like, yeah, she's so great. Um, Well, I could talk to you forever, but we're going to have to wrap it up. But I um, want to let everybody know that you guys can follow Erica and find um, her Be Well Trifecta workshop, um, as well as her podcast, which again, I loved it. Definitely check it out. On in the episode notes, I'm going to post them so that you guys can get that. Um, But thank you so much again for coming on, Erica. It was such a pleasure to chat with you again.
1: Oh my gosh. Of course, Caitlin, anytime. This was so wonderful. You are amazing. I love what you're doing. Um, And just keep on being you and being awesome and uplifting.
0: Oh, thank you. And then for all of our listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review um, so that we know what you want to hear. This is ultimately a beautiful space for your healing and your growth. um, And I want to make sure that we can, you know, bring people on that are going to help you just like Erica did today. So thanks for listening. um, And I can't wait to see you guys next time on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.